Welcome to Double Fries No Slot. It is January 30th, last Sunday of the month. TJ Pinger and Richie Barnes back with you guys again. A little bit later today, but still before these NFL games kick off. Uh, Richie, how was your weekend or how's your weekend been so far? Yeah, it's been pretty good, man. Just took yesterday as a complete lazy day on the couch watching TV and whatnot with the wife. We've been going somewhere every week and it seemed uh dating back to christmas so it was nice to do nothing um excited for these games we have two what should be really good games on today uh first one starting at three uh, a little sad tampa bay's not hosting and i'm not down in tampa but you know you can't win them all right um yeah tough one last week a lot of fight there at the end of the game we'll talk a little nfl at the end of this thing um but uh a lot of fight at the end, but the Rams came out on top. Hey, last week was probably the best week of divisional round playoffs that I've ever seen in my life. Like, obviously, you know, you want one game to go a little bit different as far as a result goes. But if you kind of remove yourself being a fan, every game ending on the last play, yeah. <laughs> I've just never seen anything like that. Um, three of – well, really all of them being, being walk-offs, right? And so just – absolutely incredible incredible football and it, and it kept getting better right like i didn't necessarily think that the um i didn't necessarily think that the you know packers 49ers game was all that good you know it was exciting yeah. right at the end but that wasn't a great game very low scoring but then the the rams bucks game was, was good and then um man that that bill's chiefs game i know a lot of people complain about the way that it ended but that was one of the best football games I've ever seen uh, in any, any level of any, you know, any time ever. That was, that was insane. It's wild that you can, uh, there are probably people jokingly saying, Oh, 13 seconds. You left Pat Mahomes way too much time. Yeah. And, oh my goodness. It, 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 he got them in field goal range in less time than it took Dak Prescott to run a QB draw and try and set up. A so that, that was wild when you think about. I didn't put that how, together. How those two, uh, That's really and, good. And it's true though because Dak had 14 yeah. seconds. Um, still the all-time dumb play call, whether it's Dak or whoever called it in. But yeah, man, it, like you said, the Bucks game started off to be a real stinker, um, and then that last quarter what was pretty nuts. Um, a little depressing to to lose the way you did the letting you you know the best receiver in the NFL get behind you like that uh, with, with not much time left. But like you said, phenomenal football and it, it hopefully today can deliver. I, I doubt we'll have two games that both end on the final play with a score, but they should be two really good games. Yeah, no, uh, it should be fun. Hey, the, you know, as much as you know, the Rams are the the favorite in the uh, in the late game. The 49ers have beat them twice, and. Yeah. um you know, the, the Bengals beat the Chiefs earlier this year. So, like, you know, I I don't I, – I do think that the Chiefs and um, Rams win, but I don't think it's too crazy to think that you could get the other ones. I, I want those two because I think it will be the best game in the Super yeah, Bowl. But, and obviously yeah. they don't – there's not a great home field advantage for the Rams, right? Los Angeles, that's an entertainment town. There will be people there, but – Man, you got to feel for the Chiefs, right? They, they could potentially be playing in the Super Bowl two years in a row. It just happened to be at the home stadium of their opponent. I don't feel bad for him. They got Patrick Mahomes, bro. That's true. For, it, yeah, they have another 10, 15 years of Pat Mahomes. So. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not saying that Mahomes is going to be Brady, but I, I do think he's going to be in a lot of the next mm -hmm. decade Super Bowls. <laughs> I think Absolutely. that uh, he'll – he'll okay, if I gave you in the next 10 years, not counting this year, Outside of like a freak injury or 
things like that, right? We're not going to protect. Next, we'll get into the show here after this. Next <laughs> 10 years, over under Mahomes being in five of the next 10 Super Bowls. In them? Yeah, just, um, just I, in the game. Like not winning, not. So I, I don't follow their situation as far as Caps case, who they're going to lose and what it looks like. But I, so you putting it at five and a half or four and a half or just an even five? Because right I'll, at five. I'm taking I'll, the push. I'll take a push. I'll take a push on there because I, I do think he's going to be, because I'll, I'll take the over in the AFC championship game appearances. So yeah, I think he could be in five of the next 10 Super Bowls, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would probably put him in the next seven. Like, if my over under was seven, I'd probably take the push. That like, if I'm saying he's in the next seven of ten AFC championships, no, yeah, obviously I could be wrong on that. Like, they could have a fall from grace, or he could go somewhere else, or whatever. You know, maybe retire yeah. down here, to, or like come down here to Tampa next year. But <laughs> yeah, I would take that in a heartbeat. Um, no, you, we're gonna have take, Aaron Rodgers you, next year, so we're you good. take Brady retiring. I know there's like controversy around that, but you take Brady yeah. retiring right now if it meant we got Mahomes, right? Oh, 100, yeah, because like you'd <laughs> only have no one brainer. more year of Brady, yeah, like yeah, no so let's go, let's get rid of. I'm sorry, Brady, see ya, thank you for what you've done, but Mahomes here next year would, yeah, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't even, wouldn't even think about that one. So, double fries, no slaw. The reason you guys came. Brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. Visit both of their locations at 1818 West Tennessee Street, 2550 North Monroe. Tell them that Double Fries No Slaw sent you. Don't order your gut box like Charlie. Um, get it like uh, offensive lineman out of IMG Jordan Church does. Uh, and do it like him and get three boxes at one time. Like that. That's still yeah. pretty, pretty impressive. So, um, all right, let's jump into it. Richie, start us off. We've We've got a big day coming on Wednesday, but it's really not that big of a day for FSU. Yeah. But uh, talk about talk about what's coming up this week. Yeah, well, th- when I was in high school and uh, in college, it was one of my favorite days of the year. We got National Signing Day coming up. Obviously, the early signing period has really taken a lot of the excitement away from National Signing Day because, man, I remember the days TJ when Florida State would be uh, you know sitting around fifteen or so, but you knew Bobby Bowden was going to close strong, and we get. Yeah. Six, seven, eight commits on on National Signing Day alone, all four and five star guys. It happened a lot with Jimbo before the early signing period, but it looks like only one high school player, Florida State, may be looking to sign um, offensive lineman named Antavius Woody out of Texas. Um, he was looking at Florida State and Auburn. Neither school sent him a NLI back in December. I know there's some concerns about grades and it. Would he be a qualifier? Um, it sounds like the staff is confident because uh, that he will have a national letter of intent from Florida state and Auburn, I believe, but we expect him to sign with Florida state, but just rounding out Florida state's offensive line class. Um, and with him, Florida state currently 17th in the rankings, third best in the ACC. So we'll see what happens on um, as far as final rankings go, but it looks like they could safely be a top 20 class. Um, there's not a lot of four and five star prospects left, but just thoughts around that TJ. Yeah, I mean, I you know he is not a um, I mean he's not a day one impact guy. Is yeah. n- almost no offensive linemen are you know, but a guy that Florida State wants to continue to bring in and bring in depth to that class. Coach Alex Atkins has done a fantastic job on the offensive line, and um, he'd be another solid signee. And as any offensive line commit or signee is we'll see in a couple of years if they pan out or not right like it's <laughs> it's hard to say like oh this is a a sure thing on the offensive line we felt really really good about guys and that hasn't panned out but uh i do like alex atkins i do like the direction that our offensive line is headed in but uh you know yeah you you certainly want to keep this kid locked in 
And I feel good about him. Two Florida State on Wednesday, but not a lot of drama on Wednesday. Uh, we've talked about this. You know, Florida State will continue to remain active in the transfer portal. There are more positions that they want to go after and want to pick up. But um, you're right. There just aren't that many uncommitted blue chip guys that Florida State is still in on. Um, Florida State swung for the fences on guys on early signing day. And I think Florida State, I mean, I think the staff knew we want to have our class signed in December, right? The guys that are going to commit to us or the guys that are not going to commit to us, they go somewhere else. We're going to have that done so that we can use the rest of December, January, February, March, the spring period, all of that to move on to the 2023 class, which they've done the last three weekends, having big recruiting weekends um, the last three weekends and to be focused on the transfer portal. And so that's what they've done. That's where they've focused. That's where every, the attention's been. They've done a good job in the transfer portal. I think we would all say um, more to do, but I think they've done a good job there. And so I don't think this is, this is not unexpected. I think Florida state wanted to be, they wanted to have the 22 class wrapped up in December and they did, you know, uh, you know, your thoughts on the 22 class, maybe positive, negative, mediocre, whatever. It doesn't matter. The intention yeah. was to be done in December. Yeah. And I think that's only going to happen more and more as long as this early signing period is around, because every year it seems like more and more these four and five star guys that are left after the December signing period, there's typically a reason and it's not always a good one. So that's not to say if a four star guy still doesn't have a home yet that, you know, they're, you know, a bad apple or something, but there, there's something going on that we just talked about Woody, how, you know, we knew he had to get his grades in order to get it. Um, it Maybe someone's been committed to three schools. We'll see. But like you mentioned, I, I like the idea. I feel like you almost have to wrap up your prep class in December these years because if someone's committed to you and they don't sign in December, I'm sorry, they're not really committed to you at that point because they're keeping their options open um, and sure. clearly using you as a placeholder at that point. I thought, you know, we missed on some areas of need, but and Mike is addressing that in the transfer portal. Obviously, there's the, you know, the big <laughs> kick in the gut that happened on signing day with Jackson State. Um, but overall, uh, off of five and seven season, uh, you got some nice pieces. I like Duffy. Uh, you brought in a lot of offensive linemen, and, and the easiest way to fix that is to throw numbers at it. Uh, like you mentioned, Alex Atkins, phenomenal coach. Um, some nice pieces in the class. Not Definitely not what you would have hoped for um, for this cycle because uh, we did have some, some big misses. Uh, but overall, uh, you can't complain. If you're going to sign a top 20 class after a five and seven season, a, another losing season, um, you go back to the portal. You mentioned it. This portal is going to be open 24 seven. We'll see what happens after spring when the next wave happens and see, uh, you know, who we are going after, but it, I'm happy with the class. It, 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 I just don't feel like it hit all the needs. Um, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't think that's very surprising because of what you just mentioned, you know, you go five and seven, you're not going to hit on every single person you wanted to. If, you know, we've talked about this, but Florida state beats, you know, Florida state does, you know, what they need to and, and finds a way to, uh, beat a Notre Dame, right? And, you know, they they were in a lot of close games uh, that they just couldn't get over the hump. Uh, but you beat a Notre Dame, you beat a Jackson State, or I'm sorry, a Jacksonville State. Um, and then, you know, you, you don't drop a bad game to Louisville or you have your starting quarterback against NC State or you beat a Florida that you lose two by three. Your record at seven and five or eight and four, I mean, you, you really wouldn't have needed to play that much better. You just kind of like yeah. finish some games. You just kind of, you know, don't have the drop off that you had kind of late in the season with some injuries and sickness and stuff like that. So I don't know. 
with a five and seven season to finish with around a top 15 ish, probably going to be a top 20 class. I don't, I don't think that's a terrible job. You got to get it moving in the right direction. Josh and I talked about this on the uh, spaces this week. I mean, that's where you've got to go seven to five, eight and four this year. Schedule comes out tomorrow night. Um, yes. But that's where you got to get to eight and four because if you get to eight and four next year, then you probably are looking at around a top 10 class, somewhere very close to that. And so that, I think that's kind of where you need to be. And if you don't, you go six and six again, probably going to be fighting your tail off to get to that six and six mark. And or I'm sorry, to that top 15 mark. And that's just not, that may spell the, uh, the end of the road for, for Coach Norvell. So, yeah, I, I definitely think, you know, seven to me is the minimum for this year. Um, you get a free one with Duquesne to start it up. So just get six of the last 11 there. Um, we'll see, but yeah, it's a, it's, if he can come out hot and, and, you know, and I don't know, I'm sure LSU will be favored, but, but pull an upset there and win some games early, get some momentum going, then yeah. you could potentially parlay that to where, you know, you're recruiting these low four stars, but now these four stars, high four stars, maybe the five stars say, Hey, I kind of like what Florida state's going on at that point. You can recruit over some of the guys that you have in the class, but you know, th this is a huge year for Mike Norvell, both on the field and recruiting, because like you mentioned, if he goes six and six and his class is sitting there, you know, 23, 24 with no real difference makers uh, committed, that might make uh, Michael Alford's decision a little easier. Um, Mike's got to really get some uh, some premier talent in this class, because, again, if you go six and six, but you're sitting there with the number eight class at that point, it's a lot easier. But. I don't see Norvell getting there with that yeah. type of record. We just got to win games. That's it, it. It's you got the COVID year, you know, last year, whatever this, you, you got to win games. We're at that point in this uh, coaching tenure right now that you just have to win games. Yeah. I mean, I think it's at the point now where you are, um, you know, they're, you've got to beat the teams that you're more talented than, right? Like, and that's, that's where Florida state's been strong. Like it's, it's one thing. For Florida, like if Florida State goes out and loses to LSU, Clemson, Miami, and Florida, right? Nobody's gonna be shocked by any of those results. Like, I don't think Florida's no. that good, you know, just to let you know. Like, I, I do think that that's probably a, a win uh, for FSU, but I do think that you, you know, if we were to lose any of those four games or all of those four games, nobody's that shocked. Those are all teams that have more talent on their roster than Florida State does. But you've got to stop losing to the Lake Forest of the world. You got to stop losing to the Louisville's of the world. You got to stop losing to the Jacksonville States of the world, which I know that again, that's kind of fluky, but it shouldn't have been a one score game at the end anyway. So I, to me, that's the biggest thing. And that's kind of the um, biggest difference. They so, go eight and four and beat everybody else. And that's a step in the right direction. You beat all the teams that you were supposed to beat. And you lost to the ones that you were supposed to lose to. Now, you know, fluky things happen and upsets happen. Florida State upset Miami this year. You could lose. I mean, your occasional one-off loss to, you know, an NC State or whomever is, is okay. Like that, that kind of stuff happens. I think that's why the grace is there for like seven and five. But you can't go worse than seven and five. Because then you're losing to everybody you're supposed to lose to. And you're losing to two teams that you're supposed to beat. And so... um, We'll see how the schedule lines up this weekend. Ed Kennedy did a really, really cool piece for us that's on doublefriesnoslaw.com yeah, uh, on predicting the ideal schedule for FSU, um, which I think is done really, really well. He went through all of the potential 
games that could happen. Obviously, some things are already scheduled, like the Duquesne game, the LSU game, the Florida game at the end of the year, the Louisiana game at the end of the year. And then he went week by week and looked at like who had openings, um, who didn't have things scheduled. So like, you know, for week three after or like week two, right after the LSU game, the only two options are Clemson or a bye week. Like we can't play anyone else that week, right? Because everyone else that is on the schedule is already scheduled. They already have a game that week. So Ed said, when in predicting his perfect schedule for FSU, he basically said, well, I don't think that it would be good for FSU to play Clemson the week after they play LSU, so I'm going to make that a bye week. I actually expect the ACC to make that a bye week too. I, I don't think Clemson in week three makes sense for either school. I don't think anybody would want that. I don't think Clemson wants to come to us week three. Um, and I don't think they would want to give Clemson, you know, FSU after LSU. But it is the ACC, and they may screw us, so who knows. But then he went again to the next week. Well, the next week, the only two games that it could be would be Louisville on the road or BC at home. I want to save BC at home for an easier, um, an easier matchup later, and we'll have two weeks to prepare for Louisville on the road. So give me Louisville on the road. So he kind of goes through – So. What I'm interested to see is, and this wasn't even in the notes or anything, what I'm interested to see is, I think he's spot on, by the way. I think you guys should go check that article out. It's on doublefriesnoslaw.com. Again, it's predicting the perfect schedule for FSU's football season. Um, I'm interested to see when the schedule comes out tomorrow night, how many of them lined up for what we think is the ideal situation. Like we know our third game of the year is, or our third week of the year is either going to be a bye week or Clemson. Well, if it's a bye week, the ACC didn't screw us. If it's Clemson, they screwed us. Week four, right? Do you know? Is it going to be uh, Boston College or Louisville? I don't. I wouldn't say either one of those is going to be the ACC screwing us, but I I do agree with Ed that it'd be better to play Louisville that week. And so we'll see kind of how it lines up, where it all falls. He, I think he gave us BC um, the week after that. So Louisville, then BC, then Miami. So we have kind of an easy one with BC, then go down to Miami. And so, anyway, really, really cool article um, that you guys should go check out. A bye week before Clemson, which is really good. Syracuse before Wake Forest, because, again, you kind of have an easy one before you have a tough one. Um, NC State before Louisiana. You have Georgia Tech before that. Again, Georgia Tech being hopefully an easier one before the NC State game. So, really good stuff. Uh, I would suggest it now that I've just given you the entire uh, article. and You don't have to go read it, but you can kind of get more of his logic and reasoning there. Um, but we'll find out tomorrow night. I'm I'm excited to see how the ACC screws us. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> and, and I, three. <laughs> I know you say that somewhat tongue in cheek, but the ACC they do for for those not entirely familiar with it, they'll send out proposal proposed schedules to all the schools, right? So the athletic director Norvell, the different coaches, they get to look at it and they get to make recommendations. So say if the ACC said, "Hey, we're thinking about putting Clemson there in Doak in week three you get to veto that, right? So it, I am very confident it will not be Clemson week three because Norvell get, I think you get one veto where you're like, no, I'm not playing that game in this spot. Um, right. And then you're allowed to make suggestions. It's on a short this. week because we play on yeah. Sunday. Yep. So it, yeah, and those, man, those never work out well the, the following week. So you, you definitely could use a buy. And we saw it this year with uh, Notre Dame the, the week after that it was Jackson, Jacksonville State. And we know what happened yeah. there. But the, the schools do get some input. But again, you got 14 schools you're trying to make happy here. So uh, you're, you cannot just pick your schedule because it, it's impossible. But the, they do get some input. And I'm fairly confident that they said, yeah, let's 
you know, let's put the bye before Clemson this year if we can, and definitely after LSU, because that makes sense, because you don't want to play a conference game on a six-day turnaround after LSU playing your third game in what would be 13 days at that point. That, that's yeah. You want to avoid that at all costs, and I feel confident that we probably will, but definitely excited to um, do it. Are you, are you in uh, Newburgh going to fire up some spaces tomorrow night? Tomorrow night? I don't know that we'll do after tomorrow the night. After comes out? That's late for Newberg. Maybe me and you will fire up some spaces after that. We'll get we'll we'll talk a little bit about um the schedule. Maybe we'll do that. I'll see if Newberg will do it, but if not, we'll jump on and oh, we, we can invite Simone it. Sam, like all, all the Florida State podcasters so now, and have a mega space. I'm I'm with that to talk about to I mean all we have to do is like make it like screw the ACC and a bunch of people will uh, <laughs> right you know we'll jump on. So see if we get Jim Phillips um, in there and uh tell us about these TV deals. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. Um, I tell you this, what we are doing is on Wednesday, we're hanging out. What time are you getting there? Are you coming after work? Are you coming during work? Like, what's your situation here? So I'm going to be there probably like right at two o'clock. So it's it's from a night last three. till three. Uh, I'll be there. Hopefully you guys sick. hang out a little later. I Unfortunately, I have a pre-scheduled work training in Lake Mary which is a solid probably 40 minutes or so from the Cush house. But I, I definitely plan on stopping by. Um, I'm excited. Tell us about it because it's, you, you've been working hard with uh, Silk to put this together. It's, it sounds like a real fun and keyword here, free event for everyone. Yeah, if you're in the Orlando area or not far from the Orlando area, Tampa, Jacksonville, wherever, come to – we're having at the Cush house, so you can Google that. Of course, Cush house Orlando, and you'll find it. We're doing a National Signing Day event with a bunch of former – uh, players, uh, Gramco, who sponsors the spaces, is uh, going to be there as well um, with a bunch of their goodies, I'll just say. Um, if you listen to the spaces, you know what we're talking about. But uh, we're going to pull out all the stops. It's going to be a ton of fun. Um, Kenny Shaw is pulling up. We've got yeah. Ahmad Black, uh, former Gator, for, former Buck. Lance Leggett, who played for the Canes, and a couple other former players that just haven't been announced just yet, but Stay tuned to our Facebook and Instagram and Twitter for the announcements on those. Um, bunch of uh, bunch of guys pulling up to that. If you can't make it, it'll stream live all day on our YouTube. Um, check that out. It's YouTube. Just search um, Roll Up Network. So uh, should be a ton of fun. Should be um, yeah. Should should be kind of off the chain. So hopefully you guys enjoy that. Come out to the Cush House National Signing Day event put on by the Roll Up Network. Uh, we will be hanging out. Harlan will be there. CJ Wilson, Larry on all the guys from the different shows will be out there and we'll have a ton of fun. So um, hit us up. I'm excited. I've not, I've not seen the new one yet. So I, obviously house, we've been yeah. to events at the old one, which is nice, but uh, from what I've seen in the photos and, you know, here in silk, this, he leveled up this time. I'm, I'm pretty pumped yeah. for this. This one's pretty awesome. So come check us out. Hey, we, uh, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. So if you can't, find it feel free to shoot me a message or if you just want to tune into the live streaming that'll kind of be going on all day different interviews different people coming on uh hit my dms and i'll get you a link to it um hey how about this florida state got a commit from 2024 wide receiver camden fryer a legacy so obviously not this signing class that we're on now not next year's either but the <laughs> one after that 2024 but a legacy um, had been offered by both FSU and Texas A&M. So Mike went ahead and stuffed Jimbo Fisher right into a locker. Um, Camden, not only a wide receiver, but also a pretty good baseball player. 
So hopefully we can continue to hold his commitment. But everybody remembers his dad, Matt Fryer, um, for a big play in FSU history. Richie, let's watch it real quick. Let's pull it up. Let's go. Uh, 93 <laughs> against the Canes the on a third and long. That throw is just effortless. <laughs> Look at that. He almost got run down, too. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! But yeah, if Camden can do that, then uh, I'm excited. So yeah, nobody's we'll going to be. I've not seen any of his film or anything, but hey, we got a receiver for 2024 committed. It, but was Dugan's after his dad, or did they overlap at all? Because I think he's probably no, out. No, that's him. 93. Dugan's won a championship. Yeah, Dugan's was 99. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, so Matt, that was the 93 season. So uh, excited to have him. But the guy got on the spaces the other day, basically saying like, <laughs> if Florida State doesn't sign this guy, like. <laughs> Just pack it up. And I'm like, this is a 2024 wide receiver. I mean, I get the passion, but, you know, it's just not. You know. we, just, <laughs> we just had the number one recruit in the country flip on signing day. We had Marvin yeah, Jones like, Jr. go with Georgia. And this is what this guy, yeah, this was the hill he's going to die on. If we don't get Fryer, we got to get rid of Mike. Yeah, so fortunately we got it because that guy sounded serious for sure. So uh, excited for them. Hey, there's a bunch of. 2023 and 2024 guys on campus right now we've got some articles dropping thanks to dane draper on some different visits that have gone on and some different stuff in fact as soon as i get off here i'm posting a um uh, an article on a on a commit interview or on a recruit interview check out doublefriesnoslaw.com for all the latest there and then obviously if you want to get more information we don't go as in-depth you can go to knowles 247 support those guys i went to dinner with brendan on uh on friday night i've never really understood the whole competition thing with um you know florida state media or you know beat writers and different stuff like they do a great job over there so i like to shout them out whenever we can um so shout out Sonone and the guys over at Knowles 247. I took a picture in front of uh, Coach Bowden's statue with my daughter over the weekend. And from behind the statue, I hear TJ. And it was Chris Nee walking around the side of it and came out to say hi. And so those are great guys. And obviously, I do the spaces with Josh every week. And I guess I give Blostein a shout out too since he's over there. But uh, yeah, go check them out for more in depth recruiting info because we're not going to do it like that. <laughs> so, um, I'm not watching high school film all day for yeah, you. Yeah, sorry. No, that, we'll let Dane do that for you guys. Um, nothing official from the school yet, but are we are kind of expecting um, extensions or re-signings coming actually not only from i know there's been a lot of speculation around dugans and hagans but really all of the staff should be yeah. kind of extended slash retained as we get here towards the end of the month beginning of next month in fact um i would not have been shocked um if that would have even just happened you know over the last couple of days but didn't yet but do expect that the staff will remain the same from you know where it is right now um going forward so just as that kind of little bit of nose hey i okay news okay so i was pulling in the next point on the subject here florida state made a couple of off-field hires um late last week i was pulling into we you know we took we parked on one side of the stadium yesterday took a picture with the bowden statue and i had told elaine all weekend about the unconquered statue right and we didn't talk about this at the beginning of the show but i my family and i were up at the up in tallahassee this weekend and we went to a couple of sporting events we, you know went all around campus met a couple of people and did some different things so a lot of fun but i had told her about the unconquered statue and we hadn't got a picture by that so i was turning in this morning and you know i just kind of got sidetracked but i don't know i'm probably just messing with elena as we were pulling in or whatever but kind of got sidetracked um 
wasn't paying attention. And the guy behind me, like I was turning into the on campus and the guy behind me, like hit the horn a couple of times. And I was like, oh, all right, man, like I'm going, it was key on Ratliff. I was, I, just, I was like, Hey dude, is that you honking that though? And he was like, yeah, man, pay attention. You jerk. So anyway, I, uh, I was like, Hey man, we're, we're, we're busy. We're heading out of town, but I'll hit you up the next time we're in town. And he was like, all right, man, let me know. But former Gator wide receiver, Kiwan, or uh, did he play wide out? Or did he play DB? defensive back? Yeah, yeah defensive back. I don't know why Same I as Fuller. Yep. Wide receiver. Yeah, <laughs> played defensive back for the Gators. Uh, we flipped him over here to the good guys. Um, Corey Fuller as well uh, resigned from his um, high school coaching job to come and work for FSU in off-field roles. Uh, kind of like recruiting liaisons. Like one, one is uh, kind of a recruiting liaison, right, for uh, – for Rattler, yeah, so I think Fuller's, Fuller's the director like of player personnel. Player personnel, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So excited for uh, both those guys. I I know Kiwan just from his. You know, we've done some different stuff with uh, him on the roll up or the big three roll up. It was back in the day, but uh, excited for both those guys. Um, a couple of good, good, good additions by FSU there. Josh and I talked about this. I mean, off field hires are not going to win you national championships, but they do bring along relationships, recruiting related different things there. So I'm excited about both guys that we brought in. Um, especially Kiwan because I know him well. So <laughs> excited for that. Uh, yeah, thoughts on the you know, off-field hires there? Yeah, it, and it, it's always telling. I, I love trying to stifle through different fan bases when decisions are made. And when Billy Napier made the decision not to retain Kiwan Ratliff, the, the fan base was pretty upset because they, they yeah, did not want him that. gone. Again, like you mentioned, he's not going to be the difference in bringing in a five-star or, or winning a national title, but he was definitely a major asset to the program. So while he's busy you know, filling in all his spots with people from the group of five, uh, Mike steps in and says, hey, they don't want you at your alma mater. We'll take you here. And I think it's a great, great hire. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Corey Fuller one. Obviously, the video of him with his youth football team in the rain went viral again after Florida State announced that if you have not seen that video go watch it It gives you a good idea of the passion um and understanding and commitment to work that that Corey fuller is going to bring here um i thought it was interesting to get two former defensive backs because clearly mike norvell again they can't coach on the field on game days but they can certainly get walk around that db room and and give some pointers and watch their own film and uh, you know again off off field roles people tend to make a bigger deal than they are um, which is fair, but I, I agree with you. I, I love both of them, uh, Ratliff and Fuller. I, I'm really excited. We heard Corey Fuller um, last week in Sam's space. Uh, he was hanging out there. And uh, again, I love the emotion yeah. and passion he brings to Tallahassee. Um, and now he gets to do it in the Garden Gold Polo. Man, that signed me up for that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, excited for both those guys. And, uh, you know, think that they're, you know, they're both guys that will be on the field soon. Um, not sure yeah. if for Florida State or where else, but you bring in Kiwan who was on the field last year for, um, if they want to be. I've also heard that, you know, I've heard some things that, you know, some guys may not want to, you know, kind of go on the field or some guys are kind of happy with where they're at. But I could see either one of those guys getting back into the field um, or on the field if, if they want to. And that's kind of the path they choose. So hats off to both those guys. Glad to have them on, um, on you know, in the garnet and gold maybe is the best way to say that so uh we talked a little bit about the season you put this in have you made your uh, have you put your ticket request in for the lsu game yet or what's uh yeah so so i requested six i don't i, I need more really? than that but i, I wasn't you sure how many i could i'm sure you're fine yeah no we're we're excited <laughs> <laughs> so i'm going i'll be going with the same uh people that i was at the notre dame tailgate with my buddies um 
Mark, Rachel, Travis. Uh, we're really excited. We already got our hotels booked. But if you're a booster, you can request tickets right now. So I definitely would recommend it. Um, it, you don't have to buy them. You can wait to see where they are. You do have to pay like a $15 service fee just to request them though. I, I guess they're sick of people requesting them. And then months later saying, no, we don't want them. But a, a big benefit of being a booster yeah. is you can request your LSU tickets right now. Um, hotels are filling up quickly and it's almost time to start looking at flights. Yeah, no, I'm excited for excited for that weekend. We've talked about it a ton, whether we do something with the spaces, whether we do something with double fries, no slaw, um, some kind of tailgate, some kind of get together. Uh, I am definitely looking forward to that weekend, looking forward to getting out of LSU. I think that's a very winnable game for Florida State. Yeah. I, I like getting LSU early in the year. I like getting the tune-up game before LSU. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited about that weekend before we go too crazy. Hey, we we have not pushed this in, in quite a while, but if you're watching, if you're listening tomorrow morning, if you're not a booster, I know that some news came out with Rising Spear this week uh, where you now contribute there. But if you're not a booster, we certainly encourage you to go to boosters.fsu.edu, sign up to support. You can be – actually, you can give even less now. You can be a booster for $25 a year. But I you know, strongly encourage you to at least sign up for that $70 level, which gets you the, the benefits and the um, perks of tickets and different things like that, being able to request tickets for away games and, and things of that nature. So, you know – Definitely go check that out. Definitely go sign up if you're not now. Give what you can and um, and support people that, you know, support the student athletes, the facilities, the things that, you know, make the university run from a from an athletic standpoint. Um, and, you know, we've talked we've talked with Alfred several times, but the your booster contributions, you know, support everything from scholarships to facilities to everything, you know, nutrition to everything in between. And so, you know, Everything from football to tennis to soccer to softball to swimming and dive. Every athlete on campus is benefited because you sign up, um, like I said, at the most basic ground level of just their scholarship being taken care of. So boosters.fsu.edu. Yeah, real quick on that note, don't think, oh, well, I'm going to wait for things to get turned around. Sign up now because you build a priority points as the years go on. I graduated in 2010 and immediately became a booster, and it paid off in 2013 when Florida State made it to the BCS National Championship game, and uh, getting tickets was not a hassle. I know people that paid over $1,000 just for one ticket when you could have got it for 325 bucks from the school. Yeah. Um, start building those priority points now because it, you know, we're not going to suck forever. This thing will get turned around eventually, whether it's Mike or somebody else, but definitely support these student-athletes and, and you know, make a difference however – much or little you give it, it, it all helps for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, okay. This was a tough week. There's no basketball minute, <laughs> no. a tough week. I was at the game yesterday, which was a great game. I'll say until about six minutes to go when Virginia tech caught fire. Like I've never seen a team catch Jesus. fire before. It looked like the 2016 warriors, um, <laughs> Florida state and, uh, in Virginia Tech battled it out a couple of days after Florida State and Georgia Tech, but a rough week on the court, losing both in Atlanta and then at home against Virginia Tech. Uh, chance to rebound, um, play at Clemson this Wednesday, and then host Wake on Saturday. Richie, you're the one that wrote this in here, but our, our you know we went from first in the ACC to losing to the worst two teams in the ACC. Are our bubble 
dreams dying or or what's the you know what's the current mood here where where are we as far we, as that goes we are on life support so as of the 28th which was a few days ago before we lost to virginia tech we were the second 12 seed on bracket matrix we appeared in 62 of 98 brackets so that's not a great sign with an average seed of 10.77 again has us as the second 12 seed you've got to imagine florida state's out of the field after this week because two bad losses and they only have two quadrant one win possibilities left on the entire schedule speaks to the volumes of how bad the ACC is this year but at North Carolina at Duke you absolutely have to win one of those um, and you may need both because again the ACC this year no win is going to be a great win outside of again Carolina or Duke because it's only quad one win opportunities you have left and every other one has a potential to be a bad loss. So as far as the resume goes that this week was, you know, a worst case scenario by far uh, Georgia tech. I wasn't overly surprised with that one. I thought we'd win, but you know, I saw we were favored by six. I'm like, we always struggle in Atlanta. There's no way. And then you always feel good playing in the TLC double C, but like you mentioned, I think Virginia tech went 18 for 25 from deep. Yeah. You're not going to beat a team like that outside of the, rare rare one two years ago when i think notre dame made something like 15 of 19 threes and florida state found a way to win that game still but virginia tech shoots lights out um obviously the, the worst news possible uh, we knew malik osborne was injured he has season ending surgery um that's a huge blow a veteran leader and starter who who can really do it all for you you know caleb mills has been hurt um uh, raekwon evans is you know dealing the, with, with personal things again it's just it's going to be hard for me to see this team having a postseason unless they can uh, win the ACC tournament. Cause right now I would project us out of the field. Um, but again, if they go in and, and win at North Carolina um, uh, next Saturday, the not this coming, but the following one um, all of a sudden uh, you, you look at that Duke game and you say, okay, I know beating them twice in one year in at Cameron's is, is a very tall task. But again, you, they can't lose any more games outside of Duke or Carolina and have a chance because, it, again, they're all bad losses at this point. Yeah. So we'll see kind of how things go. I mean, it starts with beating Clemson on Wednesday. Yes. You know, they little John gets, gets rowdy. Um, yeah, a tough wake team that blew you out. Unfortunately, get that yeah. at home. And so, you know. I actually think Clemson we'll play well in that one. I think we'll play well I, against Wake. Clemson will rebound. Yeah. Have it, not having Malik sucks, like you said, but – you know, see what happens Wednesday night. Rebound. You know, they showed fight yesterday. They were down eight at halftime, came out and immediately tied the game up, and then played within a couple of points for several, several possessions. And, um, you know, the uh, the Virginia, the Hokies just got hot late, and that yeah, ended up being the end of that. So um, frustrating, but we'll kind of see what they can kind of muster up as, as it goes. It's all about trying to get good seeding now for the ACC tournament. And then, you know, if you can make a run there, get a couple of good wins, find a way to make it to Sunday, um, give yourself a shot. Yeah. Right? I think Maybe what you said is in. key is, is key because you want to get a buy, right? It, it, I mean, you theoretically, buy, you yeah. could still get the double buy. <laughs> Again, the ACC is not great. Um, yeah. so you could still get a, the top four teams all get a double buy. Then the next ones get a single buy. But no team has ever won the ACC tournament in its current format playing on day one of the tournament. So, so getting a bye and preferably that double bye is crucial. Yeah. Florida State right now is um, sixth in the ACC, but they do play Wake Forest, UNC, 
and Duke, who, who are all ahead of them. And, and they've played one less game than Wake. So, you know, you beat Wake this game this week, you're up to fifth, and then possible to, to sneak up into that double buy range. Um, you know, in fact, they control their own destiny to, to get there. Not saying that's going to be easy by any means, but they do control their own destiny. They've played one less game, or, you know, they have one uh, more loss than UNC, which could give UNC that loss to match you. And, um, you know, any game in the ACC is winnable. The problem is that we've shown that any game in the ACC is also yeah. losable for us. So I'm actually, I was looking at flights. I'm eyeing that North Carolina game because I could fly in that Saturday morning and fly out that same night and be home mm, uh, into you. Raleigh. And the tickets were like $83 round trip. So I, I'm seriously debating heading up to Chapel Hill. That'd be a fun one for sure. Double fries, no slaw on site. Uh, hopefully right. they do better with you in attendance than they did with me. Um, <laughs> a couple other sports and we'll get out of here. Uh, baseball is going to start the season ranked 12th. They start in just a couple of weeks. Softball ranked fifth by Softball America. Um, finished to pick first. I'm sorry, picked to finish first in the ACC. Um, softball is again, obviously expect to see them in uh, in Oklahoma City again. I know that's a tough task when you're starting a year and. He's already putting you in the college world women's world series, but uh, baseball top 12 would expect, I mean, you know, basically preseason saying that they should be on the verge or should be very close to hosting a, uh, a regional and yeah. or, I'm sorry, a super regional. If you're well, no, not, not a super you gotta be top eight hosting. Yeah. Hosting a regional definitely close. Yeah. And then getting very close to, you know, a super regional. We'll kind of see how that, Shakes out and happens, but both of those sports getting underway. Men's and women's tennis, both at the same time taking on UF this uh, this afternoon. Um, I went to the women's tennis match yesterday. It went down to the very final game on the very final court, which was a ton of fun. Florida State ends up winning it against Illinois. They play. Uh, they're playing UF right now. They're in the doubles point. That's kind of battling it out for the doubles point now florida state down a couple of girls so not playing with their full complement which really really makes it tough um we talked last year about kind of the way their scoring works um you play three doubles matches to get one doubles point then you play six singles matches and each one of those being worth a point florida state only has five girls that can go right now so they automatically have to lose one of the three double points meaning they need to win the other two the only two they're playing to get that doubles point and they have to, since they only have five girls, they have to forfeit one of their singles points. And so good chance you start down 0-2, which means you have to go 4-1 and in your last five matches. Um, Going to be really, really tough for them. But both teams also play Florida again on Saturday night in Orlando. I think I'm going to try and go, Richie. I don't know if you have any interest. But they both teams will be playing at the same time on those courts we went to. And so, like, you'll literally be able to, like, kind of walk back and forth and watch both games. So, I think I'm going to try and go. We're in Orlando um, on Saturday going to Disney. But then once the kids go down, I'm going to try and go to the game. But um, the men haven't started just yet. They've got a tough one as well. Uh, UF's men's team won the national championship last year. But, again, both teams play each other today and on Friday. Kind of a weird way that the schedule worked out with that. But um, good stuff there. I believe swimming and diving had senior day, had a lot of good stuff going on. You can check out Double Fries No Slaw for updates on that, as well as track and field. Um, had a lot of records broken, had a lot of good stuff going there. Mike Ferguson, who does our daily content, recaps all of it on doublefriesnoslaw.com, so you can check that out. Do you want to talk NFL or you just want to get out of here? 
You want to just give us a prediction for, for this first, for these games? Th- does Mike miss an anniversary of anything? <laughs> like no. I swear, every day uh-huh. in the, the Florida State beat Maryland this day in 1996, thanks to Sam Cassell's last second play. He's really I mean, good, he, man. He's a beast, man. Yeah, definitely check out his daily content. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for today. I, I don't. This is weird. I'm, I'm just rooting for good games because I don't really care who wins at this point now that the bucks have eliminated obviously i'm really excited to see how joe burrow does in his first conference championship game at such a young age uh going up against pat mahomes man how good is the future of quarterback play yeah. in this league right now josh allen pat mahomes uh i just mentioned burrow but yeah that that i i don't know which game do you think will be the better one because it's i think the the rams 49ers could be a bloodbath just like the most physical game we'll see in the playoffs potentially because both the Rams and Niners up front are, they don't mess around at all. Yeah. I, I think that will be the better game. I think Rams 49ers will be the better game, but I do like the Rams to win. I think it's like the opposite of what happened last year with the bucks and saints. I think that the saints um, beat, you know, the Saints. I don't think the saints beat the bucks twice in the regular season lost in the playoffs. I think that same thing's going to happen for the uh, 49ers Rams today. Yeah. The 49ers won. It's hard to beat a three team three times. Like it yeah. really is. It's hard to beat and so, <laughs> I, you know, I do think, I mean, could you imagine? I mean, the Bucs end up losing anyway. But if, if, the, if the Saints would have gotten in that last weekend instead of the Eagles, could you imagine the Saints, like the Bucs having to play? Like what if the Saints have lost to them the third time? Could you imagine? <laughs> like, I mean, they, and I don't think they would have. I think I'd have taken the Bucks again because it's hard to beat a team three times. But give me the Rams in that one. Uh, I think the Chiefs win the other one too. But What's the I'm, spread I'm on a these big ones? fan of I'm, uh, Chiefs minus a touchdown, Rams minus a field goal and a half or so, okay. you know, like 3, 3.5 or something like that. Yeah. So not I a field think, goal. And I half, think the but, Chiefs probably cover. Like I like Burrow and, and I love uh, his young receivers, but man, Mahomes. He's just so good and trying to contain uh, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Is, uh, there's just so many weapons um, that makes what the Bucks did to them in the Super Bowl last year that much more impressive. Granted, they were down several offensive linemen, um, which was yeah. definitely beneficial to, to Tampa Bay. But yeah, I, I think the Chiefs might cover. And I'm with you. I think the Rams win it and we get the Rams and Chiefs in SoFi. I think that'd be uh, the on Valentine's Day Eve, right? Yeah. Yeah, I I think that is not I'm a big fan of upsets and once the games get going I don't really have a rooting interest here I'm not root for the Knowles to do well I want Jalen to bounce back I want Cam to bounce back they both had rough games last week but I will cheer for the Knowles but like once the game gets going that's when I'll kind of like get a vibe or a feel on who I want to cheer for but I would rather just the Rams and and Chiefs win because that'll be the best that'd be the best yeah. game. I mean, you got, you got two knolls on each team. So uh, I'm kind of with you there. Let's, let's, let's support the, uh, hopefully the, uh, the knolls from the sunny uh, South LA have a better showing than last week because that, that was brutal. Um, I, I hated it. Even as a Bucks fan, I'm like, man, why does Cam have to keep fumbling? Why, why is it Jalen right. that's on that one route? Why couldn't it be someone else? But I, I'm glad I can cheer for both of them. Um, then we have obviously Josh Kando and Derek Nandi for the Chiefs. So four goals in action today. It should be fun. Is, is Alton Tate in? Was he with the Bengals? Is he I don't not? Know if he's he playing was, or not? Right? I think the I only active the ones are Kando, uh, um, Nadi, and then 
obviously Cam and Jalen. Yeah, he hasn't played since week seven, but he is with the Bengals just for for what it's worth. I don't know if he got hurt. I don't know. Maybe if I had a producer that I should I would have asked earlier in the show, Harlan could have looked that up for me. But um, <laughs> he uh, somebody I don't know. Now now I need to know. Like I can't I can't yeah. not know. Yeah. Uh, cleared to practice on January. Yeah, he's been injured since week seven with a calf injury. So, okay. um, but I, I don't know if he's playing today. But he is on the team. So. But yeah, still go Rams because I don't want to see the Bengals in the uh, Super Bowl. So, all right, That'd be any shoutouts before we? The Bengals made it. There. <laughs> what an embarrassment! Um, uh, shout out, yeah. Any shout um, before we get out, of here. shout out my wife. Took me to a really nice steak dinner for my birthday on Wednesday night. Um, and then shout out Sam. Listen up, podcast today's his birthday, and I think he's going shout to that same Sam. restaurant I was at because he. I know he's a, he's in my neck of the woods right now. Um, and he was asking yesterday uh, two uh, steakhouses, and I told him what I went to. He's like, "All right, I think I'm going there." So shout out Sam. Shout out Sam. Um, I don't know that I, you know. Shout, my wife put up with us going to Tallahassee and running all around the city and stuff like that. So shout out my wife and daughter. Had a great weekend up there in Tallahassee. Um, other than that, I don't really have anything. And you, you um, shout out Rising Spear. They went live out of nowhere just before you guys started on the spaces. So I, I know you and I both donated crazy. to them. So. Yeah risingspear.com hopefully get more information from them um right now i think it's really just you know you can kind of donate there's not really a lot of information on you know how or what things are being used but hopefully that website continues to come along they won't even email your receipt right now <laughs> yeah a lot of a lot of things can be improved but hopefully that all kind of comes soon yeah. um so we'll kind of see what that nil front looks like there uh games getting kicked off things starting right now let's go watch the games richie thanks for hanging out we may have a pop-up episode this week may have a couple of them we'll see but uh until we see you guys next time go nose let's go